0: Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros Podcast. This is one of the funnest uh, episodes we've had on, on the DB Sports Companion Show. We get, we get the, the trainer to the stars. We got celebrity trainer Gunnar Peterson on the show today. Love this guy. By the way, he loves when I call him celebrity trainer. Uh, you've seen him, look, on your TV set or on your wife's TV set for the last 10 years of your life. He trains all the Kardashians, Chloe, Kim. Uh, he also trains uh, Sly. Hey, hey. He trains Mr. Stallone. Uh, and the Los Angeles Lakers. He's he's the trainer for the Lakers as well. The strength and conditioning coach. Uh, he's, he's arguably the biggest in the in the space right now. And I did not know that he was fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> really funny dude. Great guy. And dude, it's it's one of those guys you chat with and you feel like you've known him for like twenty years. Uh, one of the best conversations I've had with a dude. And uh, was extremely honest and open about everything. Really, really funny guy. But first, we got some sponsors who put uh, this whole shit wagon to be on the air at DB Sports Companion. First and foremost is mybookie.com forward slash drinking bros. At mybookie.com forward slash drinking bros, you can bet with us or you can bet against us. We we have no picks this week because we're in between. Uh, this this is the, the, the dog days of summer where we are pretty much down to baseball. And I'm going to be real with you. I don't recommend you betting on baseball. It's just too big of a risk. Uh, but we're we're almost there. We're about 45 days away from college football getting cranked off and for the odds to get juiced up. And you can go to mybookie.com forward slash drinking bros and you uh, doubles your deposit. $100 all the way up to $3,000 deposit is automatically doubled. We'll be going over some prediction shows here uh, in the following weeks so you can get in on some dope-ass prop bets with us, uh, but right now just get ready because we're creating the new page. It's up. MyBookie.com forward slash Drinking Bros and they're our chief sponsor for the entire year. Surprise, surprise. I, I wouldn't have come back if I were them after we crushed them last year, but they are back. Uh, next up, we got ExpressVPN.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Protect your computer. Cryptocurrency uh, is not going to do it. Cybersecurity is, you know, look, you can get Bitcoin all you want. It's not going to protect your shit. Uh, You get your Bitcoin jacked. If you don't have something running in the background of your computer, your iPhone or your tablets, this is a a seamless app that just runs in the background. You don't even know it's there. Seven bucks a month uh, at expressvpn.com forward slash drinking bros. You get three free months when you sign up. Um, which is which is rad, dude. Just sign up for a year. I've got it all on my devices. It runs in the background. None of my shit gets jacked. It's fucking uh, the best product in the biz. Go to expressvpn.com forward slash drinking bros today and sign up. Protect your shit because it's going to get stolen, including your Bitcoin. Uh, last but not least, we've got buyraycon.com forward slash drinking bros. Best headphones in the biz. Look, we reached out to, to Beats by Dre, and he said no. Ray J said, yes, let's do it, dude. Um, the Dude's an entrepreneur, man. He's got like 40 companies now. He's, he's currently making my favorite headphones in the business that are affordable. Beats by Dre, you're looking at 350 and it's like, eh, sound quality's okay. Uh, not, any, not any different than buyraycon.com forward slash drink it, bros. Not any different than, than Raycon's headphones. So go there now. With the deal that they have uh, coming off now, you get 20% off the headphones now. That knocks it down to like 50 bucks, man. And they they just recharge in a box. You don't have to plug them in your computer or or like a fucking wall or whatever it is. Boom, pop them in the box. You're good to go. Five hours worth, man. Uh, I mean, you run a whole fucking marathon of these goddamn things and never have to recharge them. Go to buyraycon.com forward slash drinking bros today and get your headphones, kids. Now, let's hop into the show, shall we? Uh, he called in live from Los Angeles. Here is Gunner Peterson.
1: How do I get my back,
0: my back? Welcome, Gunner Peterson. How are you?
1: could not be better honored to be on drinking bros i'm actually surprised you can use bros and you don't have to be all pc and say brothers
0: Ah, uh, look we're we're getting there we're, we are almost there as a society where the term bro is going to be outlawed
1: uh, well if it's not at least bros with little s on it it's just there's something that's it just pushes me in the bad direction, and I don't want to be the first to say that. But maybe <laughs> I, just broke. I might have just broken ground.
0: I, look, I'm surprised you guys can get away with using the phrase
1: "revenge body." I don't, that's again, again, not my term. And it's, it's funny. Uh, what an interesting segue. Uh, funny because they had a lot of problems season one with that, and people got very upset, and there were people writing in and calling in and it's a law and it's funny i don't um i don't look at stuff like that you know i just was like okay it's called what it's called you know right, who cares and it's not about necessarily revenge on a person and it's not it's not encouraging people about it if you look at, if you pull back and take the ten thousand view, it's a much uh more positive message than that right whatever sends you on your fitness journey right whatever uh gets you started who cares you probably don't end up there anyway but it's, it's That all comes out in the wash And and hopefully you stick with it for Other bigger, loftier reasons And and people were so hung up on that term I'm glad they stuck it out and didn't you know, have any brand confusion and change it season one and season two and all that stuff. Yeah, and by the uh, way, it's good to know it's good to know you watch it. That's
0: uh, we, I find that interesting. We have to like, by, for the audience at home who doesn't watch it, it's uh, it's Chloe Kardashian who we're talking about. Obviously, she was trying to trying to get back at Lamar Odom and and Gunner. You're look, you're the celebrity trainer to the stars. I would say because you, in your own right, are a celebrity.
1: That is such honestly. That is that's such a bad term celebrity trainer uh,
0: i it, it is though it's, like you're the dude you've done but, but, you've you've trained everybody i feel like and you're famous like people but, stop you but, in the gym
1: but if a lawyer represents a celebrity are they a celebrity lawyer yes or are they just a damn good lawyer no yes, 100 no, i i remember i, I remember after here. the oj
0: case i saw johnny cochran at a movie theater and everybody was like that's he was more famous than everybody there, and it was crazy how he stopped the room.
1: You stopped no, I, an entire gym in that. Nashville
0: the other day, and and everybody wanted to hang out with you.
1: <laughs> I understand that, but I'm saying his the, the, the name uh, you know where he hangs his shingle it doesn't say celebrity lawyer. He still gets to go by you know esquire or attorney at law. He doesn't become celebrity celebrity trainer is funny. You're just a trainer, You're a personal trainer, stickler or a strength coach. I mean, depending on where your certifications come from.
0: Yeah, but let's face it, you've been in the news for, I feel like, my entire life for training everybody from Matthew McConaughey to J-Lo to the Kardashians, even most more so with the Kardashians because it's on every day. So you you feel like you're in somebody's living room around the world almost every single day. Do you feel like that?
1: I feel like I've been around a long time, but, but I look at like the names you just mentioned. It's funny, like, I've known some of those people for a quarter of a century, and I've been around you know, I've known Chloe since she was like 15 years old or something. It's just funny. And, and you just, you're around long enough. And, and then if you can stick it out, you become the guy, assuming you're not the creepy. Uh, and so I, you outlast people, right? You outwork them and you outlast them. It doesn't necessarily mean you're better than them. It just means I'd rather, I just wrote this in a thing, actually, uh, uh, I'd rather have your fitness routine be a series of eights instead of a bunch of tens and fives. You know, you're going to get so much more out of it than that.
0: You know, I like that um, because it's true. Like there's days where you you walk into the gym and you don't have a lot of confidence and you're on a three level. There's some days where you're on a 10, but it's not a lot. I, I, I think that's correct. If you can keep it around a hard eight every single
1: day, you're probably doing pretty good in the gym, and if you can, and if you can keep it at that, age, when you travel through the holidays, leading into summer, when the kids go back to school, you can look back over, you know, the, the canvas of your life and go, "Wow, I stuck it out." Look at me. There's me and there's me in '94. There's me in '04. There's me in '14. I don't know why I'm on the fours, but you look at that and you go, "I maintained that, or I had steady improvement." And and there's something. In, to me, the question, how do you make it in fitness? How does somebody really get the achievement? It's about being consistent. And, again, it's the steady eight. It's not – I don't expect you to be consistent at 10s, right? Even even the highest the highest performance car can't run flat out all the time. You have to slow it down. You have to let it cool off. You have to park it. You have to tune it up. So the same with your body. You can't just – you can't have these fire and brimstone workouts every time you walk in the gym. It's, it's, it's not normal. It's not natural to think that you can do that, especially – into your forties, fifties, and sixties, it's just tougher. You gotta to respect the recovery process.
0: Yeah, and and to go back to what you said about traveling, traveling and working out is the worst for me because we travel all the time for for drinking bros for the show. We do a bunch of live shows all over the country. And some of these hotel gyms, you know, you roll into the Double Tree in Peoria, Illinois. They don't have the best equipment on the planet, and you have to you they gotta kind of make do, and uh, and that that's that's so, what I find the hardest for me. What do you tell What do you so, tell your celebrity clients when they're on the road when so, they don't have so, access wait, to so Gunner's what,
1: gym? Go a different route. When I travel with the Lakers, uh, we we hit it in the morning, and I go with our a uh, couple guys from the team, uh, staff members, and and we map it out ahead of time and we get it done. And if you know going in, so before you check in, roll into the gym, right? Or as you're checking in on your way to your room, roll into the gym, get a lay in the land, and then take four minutes to jot down what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this much for cardiovascular work. I'm going to do this for strength. I'm going to do this for mobility, flexibility, whatever your program is. And then when you walk in the next morning or that afternoon or whatever it is, you're going to be able to execute off of a template. So you're not, You're not guessing or trying to adapt on the fly. Take that out of the equation. That's a bad use of your time. And, and you can knock it out. Even in Peoria, you can get it done. Uh, not every gym is going to be as, as decked out or as well equipped as, as some others. So, but there's always a way to make it work. You can do it in the hotel room. There are no, I mean, it's weird if you invite too many staff members out there, but, um, (laughs) you can get it. You can definitely get it done on the road. It's not, It's not impossible nowadays, even internationally. There's still so many ways, so many places have more than adequate um, facilities.
0: Yeah, and by the way, speaking of the Lakers, um, how long have you been? What would you what would you term it as the the team? Not the team trainer, but uh, the strength and conditioning coach. No. Uh,
1: Yeah, I'm director of strength and endurance there, and this is my third season.
0: Gotcha. How do you feel about that Anthony Davis trade that
1: just dropped? Man, you know we're not allowed to talk about that. Why? Why not? He's, he's, he is there, say, my, there's my man. A mor- there's, a, there's, a, there's a moratorium on that. I can't.
0: Is there really? So so what's it like? So I know that trade can't technically go through until July 6th. So, you know, obviously behind the scenes you're allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to say anything in public due to the NBA policies? Correct.
1: <laughs> and they're hard on that.
0: I I bet I like the one word answers. I saw Magic Johnson getting fined. Obviously, you don't want to get fined ever. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a big boy number too. They fine you with. That's interesting. I didn't know that, especially with trades. Um, I didn't know how high up or or the you know the latitude and longitude of it within the organization of what you could say and, and where you could speak out of school. But uh, that's league like, one. That's
1: crazy,
0: man um well uh,
1: look they protect protect themselves they're smart
0: yeah yeah no look the nba's got it on lock adam silver does it does a great job in and out he's probably the best commissioner in all all of sports i would say
1: Uh, and another duke guy let's stay with i see oh there it is i was
0: i was waiting to hear it so you graduated from duke university uh what what years were you there so we can go back to some basketball teams
1: uh, I graduated in 85 and my parents went there they graduated in 59 my, my brother graduated in 86 uh my son graduates 2020 let's keep it let's keep it rolling let's keep wow. the Peterson train rolling through Durham. Let's yes start.
0: so he was so he was there your son was there this year with Zion
1: he was he sure was Man how cr- how crazy year. was that he's going back next year and Zion's not interesting <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, Zion's <laughs> definitely not. Duke is fine. They reload every year, those guys. Um, I, I, I've never been to a game at Cameron. I think that's the last one on my bucket list to go to. What's that experience like oh, at, at a Carolina Duke game?
1: Can you let me know, and I might know some people that can. I could possibly – Arrange some tickets and maybe even parking. I don't even know. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> that would be
0: phenomenal. <laughs> uh, we have a guy, we have a ticket guy who takes care of all of us on the show. And there was only one request that was denied in the last year and a half from doing the sports show. And it was Carolina Duke at Duke. And he goes, No, no, I'm sorry, man. You can go fuck yourself on that one.
1: Wow. Yep. Yep. That's great. That's, that's, uh, that's rough. That's, well, hearing that straight, straight from your main contact. Tells me you need to either level up on the contacts or uh, wow, that's that's. I'm sorry to hear that. You should have called me, but you can still. I, the offer's
0: on the table. I leave that for you guys. Well, well I, no, I appreciate it. and I'll look. I will take it absolutely because that's again that's the last one on the bucket list. But when we were watching the game this year, because uh, our ticket guy, we're like, look, these tickets are going for higher than the Super Bowl tickets are, and then we were watching, you know, President Obama was sitting courtside and all that stuff, and I was like. Oh, that's why these, these tickets are so expensive. I got gotcha.
1: you. Yeah, there you
0: go. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, they, they, they
1: they they managed to wrangle um, a fair amount of high-profile people. You see, if you, if you watch them pan through the crowd, it's not, uh, it's not necessarily an NBA game, but they definitely get their share of high-profile people there. It's interesting because, you know, it's not the most uh, – it's definitely user-friendly from an airport standpoint, but it's, it's a little bit off the beaten trail.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's smaller than what you would think. And I, I think the, the arena itself only holds, what, 3,000 people or something crazy like that?
1: No, I think it's 9-something, nine 9,000-something. Nine is so it really? I, is, I heard it was is,
0: like 3,500. Don't
1: you have a staff that can Google that instead no. of you embarrassing yourself guessing? Oh,
0: look at that, Gunner! I like how you, you call me out on my own show. Um, yeah, we'll absolutely <laughs> look that up. Robbie, look that up and let me know what that is, Alec. Um,
1: Robbie, Robbie, I love that you call your—I love that you call your fingers Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> While you're googling it right there in your laptop, I love that. <laughs> no,
0: we we have a Robbie, we have an Alec. Um, he's yeah. he's checking yeah. cameras right now. So is it is Duke Robbie, where you got started with Robbie's
1: all of this? Your, Robbie's your beagle lying there beautifully at your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, look that up.
0: Baseball, <laughs> Robbie the Beagle. Uh, did you study? Did you, did you study this at Duke? By the way, he's got a new name.
1: Didn't I hear on one of your shows that you nicknamed? everybody, who was it, nicknamed everybody Dan?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My co-host. He nicknames everybody Dan because that's his name. So he likes to feel like uh, like he's George Foreman naming all of his kids, all, all Foremans Yep, yep.
1: So Robbie Dan, look that up. <laughs> Uh, Did you get started in personal training at at Duke? No, I didn't get started. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, Sonny Falcone, the the strength coach emeritus for Duke football, um, I will say gave me my first break there. I was there at summer school, and uh, all my fraternity brothers were football players, wrestlers, swimmers, football players, predominantly uh, football players, and uh, I wanted to work out with them. I was getting into working out. I was a fat kid leading up to it and, and I started to get into lifting weights and you know reading the magazines and I would have Googled stuff but it was way before Google existed. And uh, I went over and I couldn't lift in the varsity weight room because I wasn't a varsity athlete. I mean, in my mind I was, but in reality I was not. And I said to the event strength coach, I'll clean up the weight room. I'll open for you early. I'll do whatever you want. I just would love to be able to work out here. And he said, okay. And he let me open early and he let me work out there in the hours when the guys were not in there. And I, and I, it was, uh, it was 100% a springboard to getting me connected to resistance training, working out in general and just, I, I fell in love with it and it made it, it, it made it accessible. Um, you know, this was before there was a gym on you know every third corner and, every city and it was just it changed everything for me and I've, and I've said that before about him and i give him i mean thank you sonny it was had that not happened who knows where this
0: would have gone right yeah uh by the way robbie said nine thousand three hundred, so you you were correct i, I probably should have gone with you <laughs> but um i i feel like whenever i watch it on tv it looks about the size of my high school gym which is about 3500 so eh, i will i'll give one to you well, this time What's the number he said? Nine thousand three hundred. So you got it. You you were
1: oh, okay. I, yeah. Was, yeah, I was close. I was in a ballpark.
0: Yeah. I, again, it looks like a high school gym on TV. Either way, uh, no, they, they produce it, champions. That,
1: and but it's also that intimacy that makes it. They say one of the toughest arenas to play in. It's uh, it's a special place. You have to you have to get there, and, and we'll get you there.
0: Yeah. No, no I'm excited. Uh, UNC. I've been to, and it's nice, but it feels like a you know. Uh, like a big-time college school, and it, it's no different than like going to an Ohio State basketball game to me. Um, obviously, I'm a Buckeye, but uh, yeah, uh, look, uh, Duke is last on my list, so I, I need to make that happen. Who are you training these days?
1: Oh, I see a ton of people. Uh, I mean, I come to my gym very early in the morning. I get here at about four thirty, four forty, and then uh, I head down to the Lakers around 8.30, and I'm down there until 1.30, quarter or two, and then I'm back up here until six 30. Um, uh, I see depending on who from the uh, Kardashian Jenner clan, uh, I get to see Kate Beckinsale, uh, I see Rebel Wilson. Uh, yeah. I see some, I see great people up here. I mean, I mean, I look, I'm in the right place for those people. You know, like people say, I want to do that. And I'm well, but look, you're living in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which is beautiful, but it's just a different demographic that you need to tap into.
0: Yeah, so, I, I, ironically, you know, you know. My, the, the guy I interviewed on Saturday he lives in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, gorgeous, and, you, and you're right. Like uh, you have to be where the work is because a lot of people ask me that too with like directing movies and and all the stuff that I've done. They're like, "Hey, can I do it for my hometown?" No, y- you should live where you're 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 going to work in Los Angeles. If you're going to train with you know the best of the best, that's where they are currently. Well, if you're
1: going to direct movies, I mean, you can do it in your hometown, but it's going to be like. Uh, a Robert Rodriguez or a Blair Witch Kind of thing It's going to be that It's going to be a different thing It's hard to It's hard to wrangle The crew and the talent In those more remote Less movie centric cities And you just got to go Alright I'm down with that I'm going to use my cousin As the lead You know Yeah
0: <laughs> And look Robert Rodriguez did it But you know You having a gym there uh, Especially with your name and your brand behind you, like I, I, man, I'm sure everybody comes in and out of there. I read a I read an article that said that you worked out with uh, McConaughey for for one of his movies. You got him in shape. Which one was that?
1: For a lot of movies, uh, first one I started with with uh, Sahara, the club, based on a Clive Cussler novel.
0: That's it, the one with and, uh, Penelope um, Cruz. Yeah,
1: correct. And then some other ones after that, all the way up to Magic Mike, and even in the beginning of uh, Dallas Buyers. But then. His diet was so strict that, that the working out was off the table. Um, but also, that's a guy who gets it, right? He, he's If he gets out of shape, it's because it's part of the plan for whatever the next role is. He doesn't let himself go. I mean, he's smart, health conscious, savvy. He gets how to work it. And it give you how do you motivate these people? You don't motivate them, they're motivated by their craft, by their legacy, by you know, whatever. It's like the athletes. What motivates them? How do you motivate them? I don't know that you do. I mean, I think you can provide a consistent environment, a positive environment, a place that, that makes them think fondly of it when they're not there and have a good feeling of it when they're leaving. But other than that, if you're if your contract and you're providing for your family and, you know, your legacy as an athlete isn't enough to motivate you, I don't know what, you know, catchy phrase from a trainer is going to be enough to get you to roll through the door. I just, I I, I've I've always found that funny one. I'm a great motivator. Really? Are you? You mean, he wasn't going to do that. If you hadn't said that. Okay. Uh, That's, I would never claim that.
0: Yeah. Well, I look, you know, a lot of people like that, uh, they either blame it on a trainer and blame it on everything else except for their own motivation. And uh, look, you're right You've got to want it yourself And you've got to be motivated Like my physique is pretty much a marble statue Have you seen that Jordan statue outside of Chicago United Center?
1: I I have Yeah, that's kind of what is my you, is body your, looks is like your, Like the base of it? Or like the statue itself? <laughs> 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 like, pretty much like
0: the statue itself. I don't want to say that Mike was busy that day and they needed somebody to step in, you know, to do the, to do the whole thing.
1: But they, I, I pose for it. I pose for that. Here's why I think it's funny. I'll go back to that motivation thing. you're telling me a guy is in a contract year. He's about to be up. He stands to earn uh, in his next year, somewhere between two and 15. And it's a team option. And he's not going to work out that day, and you think there's something you're going to say that's going to change that? If he's not motivated enough by the by the contract, what could you possibly say to the? I don't know. I just I think that's funny. Yeah, come on, we th- can do we can do this, buddy. I know. Oh,
0: that's th- just not. I know. Look, there's some guys though who take the days off and then they pay for the ab spray paint guy um, from 300. <laughs> Yeah, that of, was CGI. Yeah, it, it, it was, but they also spray painted abs on the people. And then the the artist who painted the abs blew up. And he actually, you know who he actually did this uh, to? Uh, one of Khloe Kardashian's ex-boyfriends, French Montana. Um, my, I know him. My buddy produced he, that he video. He a
1: couple times. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, my buddy produced that video and he was late and they were running late. And I was like... What's what's taking so long? Because we were supposed to go out and watch a game or something that night, and he goes, man, they have to spray paint abs on French Montana. He has not been working out, so he just wanted to pay for the, the artist.
1: <laughs> wow. I, I, that I didn't know. So yeah. uh, you learn something every day here in Hollywood. So here's That's the thing. Crazy. If you're at
0: home, kids, you can you can pay for Gunner, or you can pay for the ab painter. It's It's totally your call, you know? <laughs>
1: When it's you put it that way I'm just going to wrap a chain around this door And head on out today. <laughs>
0: It's nice to know that you can be replaced by a painter, but look, everybody in LA, I think has shortcuts, you know, be it's cosmetic surgery or, you know, the, the, the ab 300 guy, nothing can replace essentially what you do. If you want to live a healthy and long lifestyle, what would you recommend? Cause look, we have a lot of listeners at home that uh, are either right out of the military or they're, they're currently uh, first responders who, who do a lot of sitting in vehicles all day. What would you recommend for like a normal guy on the street? to get in shape, who wants to get back at it again?
1: You have to find what you like, right? And you can say, well, I don't like any of them. I'd rather, mean, nothing. Okay, I got that. Well, so but what do you dislike least? I mean, it's, we're just playing with words here. So from a cardiovascular standpoint, is there something, you know, if you hate running, but you read that, that running is the highest calorie burn per uh, minute spent doing it of any cardiovascular exercise, but you still hate it. Don't buy a treadmill. That's that's not going to end well, right? If, if, if it says broccoli is the best food you can eat, but you can't stand broccoli, go to the second best one that you actually like, or the third, because then there's going to be adherence, and through the adherence, there will be success. So find what you like from a cardiovascular standpoint. Find a way to incorporate some resistance training into your life, and I, and I don't care if it's Bands, uh, water resistance, pneumatic, barbells, dumbbells, machines, body weight—whatever it is, find a way to challenge the muscular structure of your body and, so that it has to respond and and it has to recover from what you're putting it through, and, and it has to adapt to that stress. And through that adaptation, will come the change. And first, the change may not be noticeable to you, and it's gonna it's gonna probably show itself in the form of Increased energy, more resistance to illness, or a friend will say, Hey, I've dropped some weight, you know, got a new shirt, whatever. And you'll eventually notice it over time if you're looking at just the aesthetic. But but the other benefits, everything you do inside your workout services, everything you do outside, from improved patience, mental acuity, decreased absenteeism, and, and you know, which leads to higher production, which leads to a promotion, which leads to more money, which leads to increased confidence. I mean, it all, To me it all, it's a domino effect from the gym, uh, from the workouts, whatever that workout may be. Um, If you're going to do it at home only, there are so many apps nowadays that you can get. Obviously, there's a ton of misinformation and there's a ton of shady stuff out there, Mm -hmm. but it's not that difficult to sift through it and find one or two that work for you. And I say one or two, I, I suppose just one, because you may tire on one and, you know, instead of bagging it and, and taking a week off switch to something else or reduce the intensity or switch the activity up but there's so many ways to to do it uh, there's, i can't tell you how many apps there are out there that have it and there, there's a, just free. even on instagram there are people that are just posting workouts all day long try a couple of them find someone that you connect with and "Oh, that person either looks the way i want to look or that person has a personality I like or that person seems to have um the validity in the field right there they're, they're they're valid. They've been around long enough. They have a lot of letters after their name. Whatever, whatever it is that that you deem them the one you're going to go to and try it and start listening to your body and tune in and say, "Oh, I can do that." I, this person says, "You know, it's five burpees, five push ups, five body weight squats, one minute plank. Repeat the whole thing five times." I got that. Five, 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 one, five. Okay, perfect. I can do. Play with the numbers and you do it, and then you find their next page, and then you'll see a, they'll tag someone, in and you can, you know you start go down that fitness rabbit hole and find really things that work for you yeah and is that too long uh, is that too long an answer no I mean, not no, no, no. No. should i, should I have just written a book and sent you a
0: copy yeah you you, you could have i was going to ask you when it's available in paperback but um no <laughs> no, no i'm, I'm kidding <laughs> but uh uh no i i understand it i, I think you know for, for most people at home uh they're looking for like all right let's say i'm, I'm trying to pull off uh, 20 from the holidays you know let's say you're going hard in the paint drinking nog every night you're nogging out uh, are you a big eggnog guy around the holidays?
1: Heck no. I yeah. try to stay away from my nutritionist is a guy named Dr. Philip Golia, G O G L I A. And he's a brilliant man. Ironically, you're going to love this. He's also a Duke guy. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Of course he it. is. There you uh, go. And it, it, he always, so he, he looks at your blood and he, and he works it. So for me, I know what works and doesn't work food wise, my body. And that's very easy. If you give me a, do this, don't do that. I can follow that. Um, But he gave me, he said, for me, dairy was like eating moderately hard phlegm. That's his line, not mine. And that's pretty much all I had to hear. So I I backed off of the eggnog based on that one sentence. Well, look, you're a better
0: human than the rest of us. Um, Me, again, love to nog out around the holidays. Uh, I go hard usually for about two weeks on it and a lot of rum in there. Obviously, those two things are backbreakers. You know what you're doing to your body, and so do most of us at home, right? So let's say it's after the holidays. You got an extra twenty on. What's what's the,
1: wow, what's, the, the what's the what, quickest what way to get that through? off? Are you going to Christmas? Are you doing Christmas, Hanukkah, and Ramadan I, back to back to back? Oh, that's I'm a, gonna, lot, I'm, a lot I'm, of weight. Those I'm going to
0: I'm going to k- I'm going to kick it earlier. I'm going to start it way back in Thanksgiving, okay? Because you start growing a mustache around the first weekend of November. And that's when the, because right. when it's when it's colder outside, you immediately start gobbling down extra liquor, uh, just to warm up yourself. Not because you're an alcoholic, but just to warm yourself
1: no, up. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's that, not judge.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you then because then you go to rivalry weekend in college football, right? You're right around Ohio State, oh, Michigan, Auburn, Alabama, and then you go to the, the, the conference championship games, and then let's say Thanksgiving's, you know, splitting those field goals right in the middle of that, and then boom, bowl yeah, game sure. season, uh, Hanukkah, yeah. Christmas, Kwanzaa, you forgot. I go, I go real heavy on Kwanzaa as well. Um, and then you go through New Year's, because on is New Year's…
1: Kwanzaa a, is Kwanzaa a vodka holiday? Yeah, Kwanzaa is a black
0: holiday, but I still celebrate it. Um, so you know, okay. I don't see color, um, Gunner. Yeah,
1: no, me, same, same, same. I just see black and white. Sa- wait, same. what?
0: Same. So I roll, I roll right on through Kwanzaa, and then New Year's, New Year's Eve, boom, and it's like, all right, didn't m- I
1: hear? Wait, didn't I hear on one of your shows you guys actually had said Kwanzaa came about in the '70s, and then you said, and somebody said why and I think you, in all of your wisdom, said, "I don't know boredom." <laughs> am I right? Am I am I quoting you right back to you?
0: I believe you are, and and, and I believe it yeah. was like the late '60s, early '70s. Yeah, where I was just like, "Man, where did this and holiday somebody goes, come from?" Somebody goes, why
1: did that come about? And you said, "I don't know, boredom." Bored I was like, "Okay," <laughs> uh, uh, and I was like,
0: "Yeah, makes sense." Yeah. So I, look, I, I still celebrate uh, Columbus Day. Any excuse I have cause to, to throw an extra cocktail down the old gullet, um, I do. Uh, but let's say that you got you got twenty on after the holidays, right? Do you? Because j- are you j- going
1: all the way through Valentine's Day? Well, you, you're stop? getting. Where do you, where, you, do you pull, where do you pull
0: up? You're getting close. Uh, uh, Martin Luther King Weekend. So that's look because again, last major holiday Kwanzaa, and then you cap it with Martin Luther King weekend. Then boom, then you start the diet, right? Uh, Jared I'm Taylor sure you w- book ended. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to you got to book ended, obviously. Uh, Jar- Jared Taylor, right. you know, one of our co-hosts on the show. He said he said you you kick the treadmill up to ten on the incline, and then you go as fast as you can, and then you know your fat ass will get moving. Uh, there is something to that though about about you know walking on an incline or running up on an incline. That that really sheds the calories. Is that the fastest route? Uh,
1: that's not a bad one. I'll, I'll give you one that I actually had my son do with me a number of years ago at a hotel gym, and the place was packed, and we found two treadmills next to each other. And I'm not a big running guy, but I said, let's do this together. And we did a 30-second walk, 30-second jog, and we started it at a five-incline and a... Three point pace, so like walking through the mall pace, essentially. Okay. And we bumped it up uh, one tenth on the speed and one percent incline uh, every one minute.
0: Wow! How many calories right? is that? So bad? it went,
1: it went, it went three miles an hour, five point incline to three one five one, right? Like three one five five, three two six. Three three six five three four seven like that because the incline bumps up by point five. Uh, I don't know what it burned, but the two of us were smoked by the end of it. It was just something we came up with at the time. I think we we're at an All Star weekend in Orlando, and that's all we could get to. And we actually did some weights after that, but it was it was a hellacious workout because it just kept getting higher, faster, higher, faster, higher, faster. And sounds like you on a Friday, um, <laughs> and it. it, it, it it, it was it was challenging. It kept us engaged because every thirty seconds we had to make an adjustment on the dashboard, and it was a, it was a terrific workout.
0: Man, I, actually that, that does sound great. I'm into the. I, I get down on the battle ropes these days. Um, I I don't do CrossFit. What's your what's your feeling on CrossFit? I gave it a shot for like six months and got injured.
1: So I, I would say it's like anything. I try not to. i not try, I try not to bag on anything. And I would say if it's your thing, do it. If it's not your thing, or you don't think it's your thing, try it. But listen to your body. Don't listen to the the group that surrounds you chanting, "You got this. You got this. You got this." When you know it's 40 pounds above your max. And also make sure, by the way, you have some skill. Those are technical lifts. A lot of those, yeah. lifts, right? a uh, clean a clean and jerk as much those lifts are in the olympic uh, are in the olympics so do you think you're just going to roll in off the street and start throwing barbells overhead you're foolish most there are people that train their entire you know west kitchen guys train their lives for that so you have to have a technique you have to have the technique down so you so you should reduce the risk of injury don't push yourself just to impress total strangers who really don't care about you. That's just foolish.
0: You know, it's funny you um, say that. That's exactly it, what happened to me, and that's exactly how I got hurt in CrossFit, where you know, I got partnered yeah. up with a guy who was training for one of the ESPN3 shows uh, for the CrossFit right. games or whatever it is, and those dudes are chucking around some serious weight, and they're like, come on, man, you can, you can do this. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. And then I, then I couldn't do it, obviously, and uh, ended up yanking pretty much right. my I, arm out.
1: Never right. and went Midway back. through the lift, you shoot your uterus out across the room, and, and they're looking at you, <laughs> like, and they just move. They just move you aside, and it's like next because they don't care, and no. they're not invested in it. The, the, the the amount of weight. Um, when you get to it, how old are you? Can I ask? That I just did, so I can't ask if I can ask if I already asked.
0: Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm in my thirties somewhere. Uh, maybe maybe forties. Okay. I stopped counting a few years ago. It really doesn't matter at this point. Uh, I'm a young looking oh, man. A...
1: Yeah, okay, and and moderately <laughs> attractive, from what I hear. I just had a friend who had a birthday, and he, and he said I'm celebrating the 20th anniversary of my 18th birthday. My cousin, <laughs> wait, what? You're... 38, <laughs> do <I> do? <laughs> that's a lot to follow, bro. <laughs> uh, so you get to a certain age and the number doesn't matter what you're lifting, how much you're throwing overhead, how much you're pressing, how much you're squatting. It comes down to, it. is your body responding? Is it responding favorably? Are you Do you like what you see in the mirror? And I'm not going to get into all the ways of, of clocking it and progress. and How we measure progress, to, to me, that's, case, that's very individual. If you measure by how much weight you lift, that's great. I measure by how by how often I can complete this workout, and by how often I like how I look, how I feel, how I move, how my wife likes how I look, how I feel, how I move. Hold that, and then I either continue yeah. or I adjust as necessary. If I'm throwing around, if I'm bench pressing, you know, 135 pounds, then that's what it is that day. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, no, I, I'm not
0: competing. It really, yeah, it really doesn't, and you're correct. And uh, I think some of it's got to do with genes as well. Um, you know, I've got friends of mine who rarely work out, if ever. If one of my co-hosts, Dan, who names everybody, Dan, I haven't seen him work out in eight months, and he remains relatively jacked at, at most of the time. And I don't understand it. He's trying to sell me on on this science thing of like, well, I eat four thousand calories, and it's all timed out right, just my meals. I think it's something else, but you know that's for another show, probably.
1: Is it? So I'm gonna th- I'm gonna uh, let's address the elephant in the room, Mister <laughs> Elephant. Is it? Uh, is there? Is there a banned substance being introduced to the to the Dan protocol? That's what I
0: think. I think Dan's on a okay, banned well, substance that that well, would definitely not let him compete in any MMA match.
1: Okay, so so if you uh, are in your. Th- 30s slash 40s somewhere yeah. and you've been around this culture for you can i mean i can spot that from about 80 yards out (laughs) and you just go hey there all natty guy i don't think so i mean it's just easy to call it i don't need to call it i don't care the people i respect the most are the ones who tell me hey i'm on this okay good good to know that's great and here's what we can expect with that. And here are the side effects. And here, here are the pitfalls. And okay, fine. But the people who, who don't tell you, and it's like, come on, dude. I, is this my first rodeo? Look, at, look I'm, I'm watching you. I, I, have a, I know a kid who plays uh, football. college level. He said a friend of his just went on something. And he said in two weeks, he said the guy just blew up. And I go, well, he's probably taking too much. And if you're not doing it under the care of a doctor, I mean, you're you're putting a lot of stuff on the line there. You have to decide what's it for. If he's not a football player and he's not trying to secure his future and he's just doing it because he wants a shortcut to the beach, I don't know. If, I, I mean, not a decision I would make, but again, I don't try to do what you got to do.
0: Yeah, and, and look, I, I look at a lot of celebrities because you see these quick celebrity bodies that I, that I call it. Like, you know, obviously on the Kardashians, you're long-term with those girls and they've been working their ass off and you can see... Chloe uh, in particular Because I, I get roped into the Kardashians with my wife I feel like it's on all the time Except for when I get in the room And then she quickly changes it uh, But you can tell she's been working on her body Religiously for years Where some of these celebrities are getting ready for movies And it's like you're not going to tell me they're not on HGH After a three month workout To try to get ready for I don't know let's say Guardians of the Galaxy That's a hypothetical
1: Or you, ha- Or you have to see the person And you have to figure out the pictures you're looking at that in your mind is before that was three months ago. Was that picture maybe way earlier than that? And it just came out or it just came across your radar. Like some of them go underground for a number of months and they're cranking in the gym. And then again, some are doing what you're saying and they're getting, you know, What's that line from the old movie, Arthur, probably way too old for your, uh, for your demographic, where he goes, I've been to see the doctor, and the doctor has... I've seen the doctor, and the doctor has seen me. Right? <laughs> so Yeah. If they're, right? You're like, okay. I, look, I don't care. Again, class, look, go, touch on plastic surgery. I can care less what you do. If, if I look... I like what I see in the mirror. I don't... Not that I can't see my flaws. but I've come to terms them. I'm cool with that. If I get a pimple, I don't like that. I can't imagine having something you know, a pimple to the 10th power, let's say your nose, that you're constantly uncomfortable or angry or insecure seeing in the mirror, by all means, go get it fixed. And I'm just using nose. I don't care if you want your ears pinned back, if you want a boob job, if you want an enlargement somewhere, and I'm thinking calf, you're thinking something else. If you want to get labeled, do it, do what you got to do. I don't care. You should, I think we all deserve to be happy. And if that's, your
0: choice, then go for it. Yeah, look, I mean, for me personally, I, t- I, I took a few inches off uh, and gave them to a needy kid in China years ago, um, and that was my choice, obviously. Length, length
1: or girth?
0: Uh, both, both actually. Um, oh, yeah, smart. So again, I'm, I'm, so, a, I'm a giver. So it I don't, went
1: from a beer can to so it went from a beer can to a
0: shot glass? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I tried to stay with the drinking
1: Yeah. I tried to stay with the drinking theme. You like how I did
0: that? Uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. But that's obviously flaccid. Again, I want to repeat that for the audience. That's flaccid, not not full bone. But uh, that kid in China I heard is having a great life. And, and it was either that or you know, Salvation Army outside of a Walmart or giving three inches of my penis to a nitty, needy kid in China, which I've done. Uh, what's your thoughts on HGH? Is it is it as great as it seems on the outside? Because I look at Sylvester Stallone so, and that dude is living his best fucking life at seventy six years old. So I
1: seventy six. He turned seventy three July sixth. And weird that I can just pull that off the top of my head. But why don't have why don't you have Robbie to Google that too? <laughs> is, is
0: Sly one of your clients as well, or was he? But, Sly's
1: been with me for twenty years almost. Wow. That guy's the best. He's the best. I'll tell you this about him. And I don't usually talk about celebrities, but uh, cats out of the bag now. Yeah. Uh, He is far and away. So you remember, uh, you don't remember the first America's Cup because it was a couple hundred years ago. But uh, in the America's Cup, the the story is that. the queen looked and said, who's in first? And they said the Americans and they said, who's in second. And they said, there is no second. And Sly is far and away. Meaning there is no second. The most entertaining person who is in my gym on a regular basis. Uh, I
0: love to hear that.
1: Hey, he is, he is so smart. You have no idea. And he's clever and he's quick. And he's, He just gets it on every level. He gets it. And it's, it's, if you, if you see Sly and think Rocky, that's fine, but that's, he's so much more than Rocky. I mean, he's don't think, don't let the voice fool you. He can go in and out of dialects. He's hilarious. He's a terrific wordsmith. He's, uh, I'm telling you, it's an, it's, it's a treasure. It's an honor. It's just so fun when he's in the gym. Yeah, I, look, he
0: just seems like a genuine dude. I, I, the reason why I bring up the HGH with him is he got popped in an airport in Australia and was just like, yeah, it, it, it's it, it improves your life. It helps you keep growing, you know, whatever. And it was like... I, look, I'm I'm all in because if, if I can look as good as him at that age, uh, man, not that he doesn't work out hard, obviously, um, because I've seen, I no, follow he his Instagram, out. yeah, uh, yeah. He, go, he goes hard after it, but uh, he's he's one of my faves, he's, man, he's still jacked, Schwarzenegger's still jacked.
1: How do you stay so jacked at to, that age? Uh, so I talked to doctors, uh, friends of mine, about that, and what they said is it's as close to the fountain of youth as we know. And that it has to be done under the supervision of a doctor because it doesn't discriminate between uh, good cells, bad cells, right? So if if it's multiplying or if it's improving something, it's going to do that. Let's say cancer, for example. It will increase the production or metastasize that as well as what it's doing from a torching body fat and helping lean tissue. And so... You just have to make sure if you're going to take that that you're being monitored and you're not buying it out of the back of an unmarked van at night somewhere. You know, that's just not the way to do that.
0: Yeah, and that's unfortunately, that's my favorite way to do most things in this life is out of an unmarked van uh, late at night.
1: It it, it makes you feel like you have more street cred. I understand that.
0: (laughs) It's all about the street cred for me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Rodeo Drive. That's <laughs> uh, speaking of which, are you going to stay in Hollywood? What's What's the long term plan for for you? Because I mean, dude, uh, t- to me personally, and like you know, I-, I hate to harp on the fame thing, but to me, you've been famous for so long. It's like, man, I, I understand you love what you do, but is there any part of you that's like, man, I want to open up gyms around the country or? You know, I, I want to move and start a gym somewhere else and get out of LA because I know I know that was that was my thing. Obviously, was uh once I'm, I started having children, I'm I was fam- like, I got to get them out of here.
1: Let's clarify that. I'm famous in my own house, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I go, "Hey, where are you going?" They go, "Dad?" And I, yeah, that's me. Uh, I don't know. I, I love it here. This LA is a tool, right? And and, and you can do, as you know, I'm I'm, I'm you you have a, a similar experience here, as I understand it, that I do. You come here and you want to do something, and it's just a great place to to get something launched and to get something done. And if you don't, um, you know, you're either going to use the tool or it's going to use you. And there are a lot of uh, broken dreams. There are a lot of uh, sad stories out here, but on some level, you got to give it to the people for going for it. You know, oh, yeah. um, if you're, but, but you don't get there without the work. That's the misconception. Oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. I'm so lucky. Come do, work my hours for a week. You know, come, come see if you can handle that. And, and that's what anyway. that's not me. When I say my, I mean mine—the person, that won one, some, one's of someone who's had success out here. Sure, um, can you do it for I do love what I do. I do enjoy it. Um, could I dial it back? I don't know. I still, I still enjoy so much of it. But if I did leave, it would be to go somewhere like uh, like Durham or Nashville or Memphis or Atlanta, and and uh, somewhere in the South. I mean, that's where my heart is, and. As a kid, you know, I lived in, I went to Duke. I lived in New Orleans after that. I lived in Houston when I was a little kid before my family moved. And so I, uh, I have a connection to that. Um, maybe it's only in my mind, but it's, it's as real as I need it to be. And I would head back there. And I like the idea of, of having my kids there. I have, again, I told you one son at Duke, I have another one at SMU. I love that he's getting some time um, in the Lone Star State. I think that's important and good values and, and, so yeah, I could move. I don't know when. We'll see. A year, two years, three years, five years. Let's see. I will say, this, as soon as it's unpleasant on a regular basis, um, you know, I'll take my ball and leave the playground.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, with the Lakers, that's going to be one of the most fun environments next year to work in, uh, with the alleged air quotes trade for for Anthony Davis, and I think they they got one more one more player they're probably going to move on pretty soon so i it'd be tough to walk away from that what's it like to work with lebron and those guys did you ever work with kobe too
1: no i have not and and lebron has his own guy so he's uh unto himself he has a terrific team around him um and it's it's a machine and it's 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 well oiled and it's a work ethic second to none and it's just so mapped out and and diligent um it's a great environment down there it's a terrific a franchise everybody is on the same page it's one common goal and they, no dissenters it's not it's not like that it's just uh it's nice and there's, they're in a new facility which is state-of-the-art beautiful um no stone left unturned and you look at it and you're like this is the place that makes champions, so it'll be it'll be fun. It's already fun, but it'll be more
0: fun. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to watching that squad next year. Gun to head, Peter uh, uh, Gunner. Uh, who do you who do you think has the greatest work ethic that you've ever worked with of all time? You got to pick one one person.
1: You know, without offending anybody else, and I'd say they're probably. I could probably put a handful of people and they wouldn't be the handful that you would think uh, of people I've worked with, how hard they work. It's funny because it, it's not separated by that much in terms of their successes outside the gym. Um, I would say Tom Brady. Um, no way. Ryan Seacrest. Um, really? McConaughey. Yeah. Pete Sampras. Uh, those are, you know, Chloe, McConaughey, those are people who they just lock in and they execute and they they don't change their workout times. They don't try to slide out early, they don't try to cut anything short. They literally just get in, crank, 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 and get out. And it's, uh, it's a little quote cool we used to say, get in, get after it, get out. And it, it just uh you see that and you go, I see how you can do that. Whenever I have a project to take on or, or anything. Somebody goes, well, how can you do that? How will you have the time? How are you going to make time for that? You have too much on your plate. And I say, look at, and you pull any one of those names out, right? Look at Dwayne Johnson, the way that man works between movies, television, musicals, and he just did the MTV Music Awards, and he put together. I, how did he have time for a live performance? I don't know. When did he rehearse that?
0: I know. Right?
1: I, and it's he, crazy. and and, he, and he's shooting a movie, and you go, how is he... I just don't know how he's able to do it. So, but you, but you have to pull back and go. But he is, yep. And he and he has a family, and he and he stays healthy, and uh, so he's doing all that. How can I not do it? How can I not take on something else? It comes down to time management. It comes down to priority. It comes down to commitment, dedication, and I, if I like to see myself as having those qualities, then I have to. I have to execute, I have to exercise them at some point so I'll, or else you just all talk, so I'm gonna do it. I'm going to find a way, whatever that is, uh, and I mean, you look at those people but I just that I just mentioned they all have that. they right. are not late. There's a thing we go by in my family, never late, never cancel, never quit.' Go, oh, you can't do that. that's unrealistic. I know it's unrealistic. I want to be unrealistic I want to be unreasonable. obviously it's going to happen, but if you put that out as your as your bar, if that's your if that's your where you're measuring from, you're going to do it less often.
0: With, with the people you just mentioned, what's the average time of their workout, and how long are they actually spending with you?
1: Well, they're they're in here with me from an hour to an hour ten, an hour twenty, something like that. But they're also doing things outside, and they're and you know they're uh, non exercise. Uh, what is it? Neat non exercise activity thermogenesis. So so how they're the other things in their life that they're doing, whether it's, you know, uh, dance rehearsal, whether it's uh, Tom goes and throws or any, you know, Pete, if if he's playing tennis, whatever it is that they're doing, the rest of their life is set up so that this is a part of it. It doesn't dominate it. And again, if they're hitting this on the regular year after year, after year, after year, you can expect that kind of performance. You can expect that kind of, Uh, physical change and development that's just stands to reason yeah they're making good choices their recovery nutrition hydration you know obviously you have a cheap meal or you you go on vacation they're not putting on 20 pounds like some losers i know but they are uh (laughs) you know they do they do have lives outside of their jobs
0: uh, look, since you brought up Sampras twice now, Pete Sampras, I got to ask then: uh, what, What's with his tiny arm? He had one huge jacked arm, and the other one was like a, a tiny, like doll baby arm. Was it just from tennis, swinging uh, that racket every day?
1: But but you're going way back. I worked with Pete for years and years and years, and that was way more balanced. After that, <laughs> he was way more balanced. But initially, a lot of them have that. Especially Pete had a uh, he had the the one-handed backhand. So it's not even, you know, it's not even that way. you are be getting a little bit of help that way. Those guys, with that you have to make sure, in my experience, you have to have guys who guys who throw or swing the racket. Um, you have to balance the body out. That should be the goal, especially in all season training to try to create not just aesthetic symmetry. That, you know, that's a byproduct of it, but you have to try to create balance. When you work with a golfer, when you have him do movements, you don't only really have them do the movements in the direction that he swings, you have him go the other way too, and all of a sudden they find out that they can improve their mobility, and then you know they can improve their game overall because they're they're just more balanced.
0: Yeah, I, it's you know those guys. are... And I like
1: the, I like to I like to use a baby arm because yeah because that's funny.
0: I well look, I named my fantasy football team one year Pete Sampras' baby arm um, because it was just so tiny. I'm, I'm I'm glad to know that it was you who regrew it. If I if it were me on your website, I would probably lead with that and be like, Look, I was the one who evened out Pete Sampras' arms and then boom
1: you now, know, sky's I the limit. Say, I would I would say I would say Pete by the way, Pete used to turn we used to turn up the heat in the gym. Uh and it was funny because I would turn the air off before he the hour before he got there, and then I would leave the heat on while he was there. So the hour before that was a little uncomfortable. The hour he was there was just awful. And then the hour after he was there, you know, it was trying so hard to fix itself, especially in the summer. And people would complain. And I would say to my other trainer at the time, look, you've got you to book people. If Pete was training at 11, you've got to book your 10, 11, 12. It has to be tolerant people or who don't mind working in the heat. And I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. keeps tempers. And we used to call it Pete's <laughs> In fact, I have the motor up in my storage room. Uh, the thing just burned out once. It just couldn't keep working. And I said to Pete, you even beat the motor on the AC heating unit. its I mean, he works. So he's a worker, man.
0: Yeah, that that guy was a machine when he was playing. I, that, that doesn't surprise me. What time do you usually get into the gym starting the morning off?
1: I get here at and I sit down and I try to crank out a couple emails um, and catch up anything I missed the night before, and I do my own workout from 5 to 6.30, and then I clean up and eat, and I start, and I see somebody at 7, and then I head down to the Lakers, and then I'm down there until 1.30, quarter to 2, and on non-game days, I come back up here and I work till 6, and on game days, I come back up here, I go until 3.30, and I'm down at the arena at 415 420
0: whoo man that is a brutal schedule
1: yeah but it's but it's yes but it's uh, zero complaints it's self-imposed and um i wouldn't have it any other way idle time makes me very antsy not that i can't relax but i like to know that i'm relaxing between this time and this time no because that's not natural I, i go look that's just the way it goes
0: yeah, no, I understand it. And you're one of those people like, look, because we're we're chatting in two different states right now. If I was in the same room with you, I would feel like you're always judging me and, and I would automatically be intimidated of you just because of your schedule and intensity.
1: Um, you, you couldn't you couldn't be more wrong. I could not <laughs> really? really. This is the podcast. You haven't even been swearing on your podcast. That's embarrassing. All the ones I've listened to, you've got to let it rip. <laughs> well, look. And now with me, it's... Like you're talking to Father Peterson here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you when you
0: start off with, "Hey man, I might get fined by the NBA." I didn't want to be talking about you know the, a threesome in in Tucson with with you know ex- two extortionists. Um
1: <laughs> you <mean> the hot, and <laughs> long, long, and in the Apple Motel. That one I was I couldn't. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I copied that and sent it to no less than. I mean, I want to say 15, but it could maybe be 115 people. And said, you have to listen to these people. They need medication. I think that was what I said. <laughs> um, so I know I could care less. Honestly, I don't judge you. I'm, I'm, I'm well past that. Uh, I don't care what anybody else does, from plastic surgery to gluttony. It doesn't bother, do whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy. And there are times when I'll let it rip too, you know, but I have to be reasonable. It changes the game when you get up at 3.45. Of course. And, and there's nothing heroic about getting up that early. It, you know, It's only heroic if you go to bed at midnight. And then it's like, whoa, dude, you're a baller. But if you're going to bed at 9, like, okay, and what? Big deal.
0: Yeah, because so, I, I look at Mark Wahlberg's schedule, too, and I'm like, all right, cool, man. You get up at 2.45 in the morning, but you're going to sleep at 8 p.m. at night. That sounds like zero fun. And,
1: and, and I'm sure he wouldn't judge you either. You know, what time you get up, again, it's where you play, you're just playing it on the clock. I mean, think about it, I have a brother who lives overseas, he gets up at 2.45, but, you know, <laughs> not for him, for him it's, for him. It's you know, 7, or whatever. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, just about, it depends where it is. If we're, all, if we're all pulling the same hours, and we're all pretty close, obviously some people are getting an extra, they're squeezing an extra hour out of the day because they're shorting their sleep or they're missing something else, so it's just priorities, but I wouldn't judge you. I'd be sitting in the room with you, it were a Saturday, we'd be having a tequila. I mean, unless it was Kwanzaa, then we'd be having a vodka, probably.
0: Yeah, well, of course, uh, probably some Kahlua. Um, you know, that's just my jam around the yeah. holidays. Again, the more sugars, I- the better. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Flag on the play. Wrong. And I wouldn't be having a clue the- and I wouldn't be having the sugar. Why would you ruin it with that? You can take, you can actually get by with the vodka or the tequila if you're having it with soda and you're having water in between. Why kill it with the sugar? Or I'm, I'm assuming you're after the effect and you're not after the taste.
0: I know I'm I'm so to, I'm totally messing with you. You know it's funny, man. So you know, look, you get into your again late thirties, early forties, whatever you are um, in this world, and uh, you do have to change things up. So, like, dude, is it look? Is a kid crushing four locos, Zimas, uh, anything you can get your hands on um, to that effect? Zimas,
1: you're old. Hey, if you were drinking Zimas, you're older than thirty. So they
0: they brought it back. Uh, they brought it back. The last two summers, it has been back. And it was delightful in, in every state. Oh yeah i i, I did a I did a oh, full wow. rap video called uh, "Zimas and Jollies" um, that uh, that went viral a couple years ago. I'm not saying I was the reason that they kept it around an extra summer, but they did. Um, and just just so we're keeping score here, they're bringing new Coke back this summer with uh, with Stranger Things. So. Be on the lookout for that. But, no, we have switched it up. Um, so I, we, go, we go double vodka sodas here on the show. That's the, that's the biggest jam out of all of them. Now, you're saying tequila is yeah. fine. McConaughey's, he, when I've met him a few times. He's always drinking tequila. He's usually drinking three fingers in a glass. Like, he's that type of dude with tequila. You can get away with tequila on a, on a diet. My grandma, wait, you he said he's drinking three
1: fingers
0: of glass? Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, man, I, I drink three fingers of tequila in a glass. Um, and that's, that was when his I, jam.
1: So, so when I was a little kid, my, uh, paternal grandmother said to me, please, pour, please pour me a bourbon. And I said, okay, how much? And I was a kid and she said two fingers. <laughs> so I went in and I put my little kid fingers up next to <laughs> the glass and I my her, she goes, she goes, what is this? I said, he said two fingers and she turned her fingers vertically and she said two fingers. And I went, <laughs> Wow. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I was like, got it, you mean fill that thing up? Understood, Grandma. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you say thing, okay, okay, that's a funny reference. Gra- um, grandma so grandma, pretty grandma pretty went hard body. then.
0: She went real hard. How long did she live to?
1: Grandma and grandpa went very, very hard. Uh she lived into her eighties and my grandmother into his um late seventies and actually had uh, he had two heart attacks. The first one, the doctor said you have to limit it to one drink a day, and I believe he said, "Can I mix it at bird bath?" And the doctor <laughs> said no. Uh, but I just, I just like that post-heart attack, you can keep your sense of humor and still lobby for your beverage of choice.
0: Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, that's it. that's the way it should be in this life. Unfortunately, look, you usually can't last that long. Late seventies and eighties. That's great, though. Um, but yeah, so so tequila, you can have tequila on a diet.
1: I mean, on a diet, let's not say, let's not use it as a weight loss tool. Um, (laughs) but but some people do. uh, Yes, they do. And, and not effectively, um, you can have it, but just make sure you're hitting the water and you're not having the sugar and you want to, if you can have, um, if you can have a potato, vodka that's better than a corn vodka right so you got to think about those things a so little so tr- that's if you're looking you can also blow it out right and have an ice cream sundae and and you know a triple decker hamburger and some fries and as many you can do it that way too or you can say how can i find a way to build this into my lifestyle in a way that it works for me and i don't let all the wheels fall off which i to me is the goal having a life while living is so much better than. Trying to have a life and and letting everything else go where just everything is uncomfortable and painful and you feel terrible all the time. Who wants? Yes, way to go. I don't work. I don't work this hard for this long to feel uncomfortable. You know, you look at the people who we look at the people who spend their entire lives working to have disposable income, and by the time they realize that their net worth is where they wanted to be, they're physically incapable of doing all the things they wanted to do. Well, there goes the ski trip, there goes the skydiving, there goes the trekking in the mountains, if that was your dream, right? You wanted to do the, the you know, the bike trip on the Great Wall of China, which you're like, yeah, that's out for me. I'll take a bird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, it's totally true. Uh, and since we're going into pain, look, the CBD craze is upon us. It is everywhere. Like we get sent it to the show all the time. Everybody wants us to get a CBD sponsor, which we're working on. Uh, is that what you recommend to clients? What's what's the best pain reliever out there? You think?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I you know I know a friend who has a product called Flex Power, which is a topical. It's not a CBD. Although he who knows if he has that coming up. I, I don't. I don't know enough about the CBD to get into it. But I know a lot of people who do use it and swear by it. So I would have to research that before I recommended it, or I would turn them on to a doctor who knows about it. And they're you know they're they're out here, they're all over the place out here. And you know something funny? Let's name drop. Um, yeah. The the CBD. You know I worked with Mike Tyson for a while, and uh, I think if you're going to go with anything in that range, you have to go with Tyson Ranch. I'm, and trust you, I'm not sponsored by them. That's not my jam. I don't. If you're going to go, you go with anything like Mike Tyson does at this stage, don't
0: you? Yeah, you know it's funny. I so I met him in Vegas, and he was so high he just kept shaking my hand. So I don't know if it's CBD or he's just smoking weed at this point. Like you know, like like just oh, copious okay. amounts of weed because uh, you know he's got a I have, he's got a weed resort that's about to open.
1: Tyson Ranch. I, I saw a billboard for it. That's how I know. Yeah. I haven't seen Mike in a couple of years, but when I looked at him. Um, another I mean it was wow, that was that was powerful, that's iconic, that's something you go, Am I really this, you know, little dude from this from Houston or wherever? And and wow, I'm with Mike Tyson. It was um super fun. Super fun. That's awesome. Is your kid Jack too?
0: Like does that stay in the family? Like is he at Duke just absolutely slaying because he's jacked like his dad?
1: My son who's at Duke is in the jujitsu now and he's really into it and, uh, the different chokes and he's, he's very much in it. Is he jacked? Um, they're all, they're all in good shape. You know, they're not, I don't think they're jacked like, you know, underwear models. Um, that just took a weird turn, but they're definitely, they're, they're definitely, they're definitely, oh my God, they're definitely in good shape. Uh, my middle son, the one who's at SMU was, um, uh, he played football in high school here, and, and he's about six four, and he got he got pretty beefy when he was playing, which was cool. He his defensive end, and my daughter is uh, fifteen, and uh locked her in a turret now, so no one can see her until she's thirty five. Um, <laughs> but she she's in, she's into exercise a lot, and, and it's just you know she's going through that teenager phase, and she's into it, and she works super super hard. I took a core power yoga class with her. And didn't have the heart to tell her. Almost passed out in it, but she was crushing it, and she does the Soul Cycle. So I don't know if it's in the genes, but it's definitely. Uh, you know, I have tried to set the example.
0: Yeah, cause I just can't see like a you know a five eight three hundred and twenty pound like little Peterson out there. You know, to the point where we'd be like, bro, you got to get up and do something. Would you let him just sit there and eat sundays all day? If if that if you had a child like
1: that, no. I- I'll, I'll tell you something funny. I took my daughter, my kids asked me uh, five or six years ago, could we, could we go to the nutritionist too? And I said, sure. So I set up the appointment and he's a friend of mine and he you know, pricks the finger and looks at the blood and does his metabolic typing and tells them what foods do and don't work for them. So, and the reason I do, the reason I, I allowed that, and you know, people, I'm sure you're going to get people to say, oh, it's, you shouldn't do that to a kid. I didn't do that to them. They asked. And we went, and he broke it down for each and every one of them, you know and and they are different, obviously different metabolic types, different kids, different you know uh blood makeup enzymatic makeup and so when we left there, we went to lunch, and my daughter ordered chicken fingers, fries, ranch dressing, and a side of broccoli. literally it came out of her it came out of her mouth like she was reading it and <laughs> I looked at her and i said i said what are you, what are you doing?" We just went. And had that conversation, and she goes, well, I know what to eat, Daddy, but I want this. Ah. And she was about nine at the time, and I said, you know what? Then knock yourself out. <laughs> and so I have no problem with that. It's eyes wide open, right? It's not, I ate that, and I thought chicken was a protein. You're like, well, but not chicken fingers or chicken tender. That's not, you've kind of nuked it once it's been in a deep fryer for however long. So... As long as they know, as long as they're not playing the victim card, I have no problem with what they do or what they look like or uh, any of that. I don't judge that at all. Even my kids, nobody's kids, it doesn't matter. You can't, you can't. As a parent, you can't, you can't, you can't kill it early, I think. You got to let them come to it on their own and in their own time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I side with that. I'm, I'm a parent now as well. And uh, yeah, look, most of my child's diet consists of Doritos and slices of pizza. He's five years old, things like that. So I'm not going to, you know, jam, jam some keto in his face and tell him, look, man, you've got you've to achieve ketosis soon or you're out of the house.
1: How old is, how old, how old is the offspring?
0: Uh, five. And then I, I've got one that's uh, 10 months old. Um, now, now, the 10-month-old is definitely all keto right now um
1: <laughs> yeah but you but you blend it up right you blend up the dorito yeah
0: <laughs> that and it's like uh you know i want him to become aware of of everything he's doing i want him shredded i want him like a young baby jesus the 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 first one uh because it's my last you know so i'm like all right cool let's really give him the gift of of a young christ body that's what i really want out of him
1: uh, oh, that's a high standard on so many levels. Um, <laughs> you know, are are you going to double down on the HG uh, on, the, on the HGH at a young age?
0: You have to. I think you have to these days if you want him to to turn pro. Uh, I don't know if you watched that Todd Morenovich thirty for thirty, but uh, that he seemed fine after all of that. So,
1: yeah, totally, just cruising into a uh, middle age nicely. <laughs> yeah, um, no, no. No helicopter parenting there. None. <laughs> he was. He
0: was a, all good, my man.
1: <laughs> how about a helicopter with a Barrett 50 cal out the side door? That's what that looked like. <laughs> wow
0: yeah i get down like i I love when it takes a dark turn of the and then this happened on those 30 for 30s um or any of the vh1 behind the music docs that's my favorite part of it so i wasn't even rooting for todd and i you know i knew the story um i, I almost wait till the bad shit starts to happen to those guys um now yeah, but i'm rooting but i'm rooting for him now <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly uh now's the point you can the show. do it yeah, you can do it. Why not? Smoke some more crack, and then just go in and, and start lifting in your garage. That's where. That's where you really gain that core strength.
1: I I, I love that the continuum for you was HGH right to crack. It's that you skipped all the middle. That's, I read some books in college like that. I read the beginning, and then I go, hey, "What happened at the end?" Crack, in the rock. middle, however you will.
0: Yeah, Yeah. look, it's it's an hour, and you know, it's it's over an hour show. So we try to give the people what they want. We try to go A to B. You know, it's not Rogan where we're going three. So I want to skip the middle of like, look, HGH is going to be rad, and then it's crack rock, and then you're you're in the in your garage with the door down in Bakersfield with an old Bowflex, you know.
1: And then like those mad libs, I'll just let you guys fill in the middle and make it the story that you want it to be. You know how it started. You know how it turned out. You tell me how it got there.
0: Yeah, every answer is Kevin Sorbo. So uh, now, <laughs> now's the point in the show where we get to the revolution. I mean, not the revolutionary figure. That's the other show. The Drinking Bro of the Week. Uh, the Drinking Bro of the Week is somebody who inspired you or helped you become the man you are today. Who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to, Gunner?
1: The person who helped me become the man I am today.
0: Yeah, was there somebody who helped you along the way, or maybe gave you a break uh, in the in the fitness world, and you were like, "Oh man, that changed my life."
1: So a ton of people gave me little breaks here and there. Nobody handed it to you. Um, I don't want to get corny and sappy and tear, but I would say the person who helped me the most is my brother. Oh, that's great, and he, he just you know I keep it in the family, and he's always been there and you know he's helped me through some pickles for sure but he's also he keeps it very very real with me and sometimes not i want to hear and he definitely doesn't apologize (laughs) but he just is who he is and i know that in in any in any jam that's who i turn to
0: that's awesome no that's a good one um look most people say their dad you didn't so uh, you are who you are, Gunner, and I'm. I'm not going to judge you anymore for it. But uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Everybody always says something touching. My dad, touching,
1: by my the dad way. would be a distant second, and by second, I mean third after my mom. I like and that you say, because you said because you said bros. I couldn't put my mom in there. <laughs>
0: no, you, you can't. We we call them broettes on the show, and that's fine too. But uh, no, in, in all sincerity, usually people give it to you know something. Something meaningful, like if you put on a show like this, this whole shit wagon we like to call it, uh, at the end of it, you have you should have something redeeming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, and,
1: and I think it's great whether you attain
0: that goal or not. I think it's a it's a nice one to set for yourself. <laughs> I appreciate it, Gunner. You, I'm going to be hitting you up probably in February for those Duke, Carolina tickets. You know that, right? Like I, you're on the hook for it.
1: Hit, hit me. Hit me up in advance for the tickets, and if you come out here to do a satellite show, uh, I'd love to know it and and come by and teabag you. Oh, dude. Right right there, you're so pissed that we're at the end, and I threw that out.
0: God, I'd love to be teabagged by you, so that that works out even better. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, hey, did you work out today? Yeah, I did. I worked out with (laughs) Gunnar Peterson. You know what he did afterwards? He fucking teabagged me on the way out
1: another lofty goal of yours (laughs) It's so great (laughs) set (laughs) them up knock them down
0: if i don't have those danglers on my forehead or 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 parts of my chin or nose uh at some point in my life gunner i really don't feel as if i've lived to be honest with you
1: like the fuzzy dice on my 68 camaro mirror
0: a hundred percent i'm the camaro you're the fuzzy dice (laughs) <laughs> That's the best way I've ever ended a show in my entire life. Uh, Gunner. I appreciate you being oh, on the show. You're funny as shit, dude. I'd love to have you yeah, back. Um, yeah. Next time I'm in L.A., will you I'd come on live? To,
1: I'd, love, I'd love to do it, or if I head back to see my uh, son, Duke, I'll roll through the studio. Yeah, perfect,
0: perfect. We can do it.
1: We can can
0: do an in-studio teabag Ah, that'd be great I'd love to be teabagged in-studio live on air That'd be awesome Uh, Gunnar Peterson, thank you for being here today, man You're one of the most entertaining figures on the planet Uh, We really appreciate it Uh, For Gunnar, I am Ross Patterson This is the Drinking Bros Good night, everyone